With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tess, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hours show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level. Full with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates sweep their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26 tour the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Yeah. What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room. Brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mack, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother, B. Austin. Uh, Jimmy is away showing ladies big love in Utah, bars. So me and B are going to run DMC this thing this evening. Um, <laughs> question. Why do American sports consider their champions, quote-unquote, world champions? I don't know. The track world champion, Noah Lyles, is taking a lot of heat for that question. And we've been talking about that off and on for the last 13 years as well. So sit back, relax, bust it up with your brothers in the war room because we're going to do it again. You know what it is. The greatest sports podcast there is, ever was, and ever will be. Episode 696 starts now, including right now, man, we're down to our last four episodes. But as a matter of fact, we got one more Thursday because in this next week, we're going to pack like three shows, four shows from now until next Thursday. So get ready because, you know, we want to end this on time to end our thirteen season, but we also want to get 700 even. So we're going to get these 700 in. Even if we got to call some old friends so they can take up some spots. Shout out to Fred Purdue. Took up a spot last week with his college football uh, preview. But we're going to get it done for y'all, man. It's a bittersweet time here at the War Room. Uh, But, hey, you know what I mean? We've been with y'all for a long time, and we appreciate y'all being with us. But right now, y'all can get in. To that chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. You could join us on Facebook, Twitter, IG, at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 20, 30 minutes. On the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline, that number is 323-410-0012. What up, fam? What's up with you? Yo. 700. 700. Hey. That's yeah. 100, man. It's a lot of talk. Yo, shout out, to, shout out to Noah. Shout out to Noah Lyles, man. I know that he is now Dev's favorite track athlete, and it ain't got nothing to do with how fast he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we gonna we definitely gonna get to that in just a couple of minutes because you know, no doubt. Got, I've always had bars on that, and um, 
you know, I, I got a few more. Um, but yo, before we do get started, man, I wanted, I just want to give a quick shout out to the greatest American president of all time, man. Y'all might have heard us time admonish the ball, quote unquote, Sleepy Joe, <laughs> on this show. But you know, for me at least, from now until you know the end of time, he will be forever known as Goat Biden. Um, and I say this because I got a very lovely letter in the mail the other day. As a matter of fact, I am going to frame it and put it in my man cave. The remaining balance. Damn, of my, you got one of them letters. The remaining sixty thousand dollar balance of my student loans, and I was a student a very long time ago, have been forgiven. Joe Biden said, "Fuck what them Republicans are saying. I gotta hook my man Dev up." And he hooked his man Dev up. Boy, he he pretty much just bought me a car. I mean, at my age, it's not exactly the car I probably want, but he put something on it. (laughs) 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 He bought bought me a nice little something. Might not be what I would get, but at least he put something on it. If I got a note, it's going to be a small note. So shout out to Goat Biden. I, I bet not hear no disrespect of Goat Biden from here on out because I'm defending him no matter what. Put the rest of y'all back in slavery. Oh, man, the, Demo- <laughs> the Democrats <laughs> done bought, I got the Democrats my dude done bought me, huh? What's up? The he, Democrats done bought it dead. I ain't say nothing about no Democrats. I say Goat Biden. I don't, oh, <laughs> I don't, Goat Biden, I don't care about neither one of them parties. But Goat Biden is Goat Biden. And, and you know, so shout out to him, man. Um, especially it happened at a time, B, where I wasn't even expecting it. I consolidated my joints, like, early in the year. And, you know, I put in for forgiveness. But back then they kind of told me that I wasn't yet eligible for the joint. But then, you know, the Republicans did what they did and stopped Biden from doing it all together he found a little loophole for like 800,000 people. He did some like income driven forgiveness or, or something like that, whatever it was. I don't know. It was a surprise because I thought I wasn't eligible for that. And um, it was something where if you've been paying them for the last 20 to 25 years, which I have off and on, you know, deferment and forbearance has been my friend along the lines, but <laughs> But let me stop snitching on myself too much before they hear this and take it back. Shout out to Goat Biden, man. Greatest American <laughs> president of all time, even if he be, you know, sleep every time you see him, man. Say he'll something be, about him again. Trump be, can uh, rumble me. He won't be PTSD'd out like my man Mitch McConnell the other day. So, no. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> they, they were talking about Mitch in the chat group the other day, man. They said Mitch McConnell be glitching. They say he was like he he be stopping the reboot. <laughs> yo, he's in the matrix, yo. He's yeah, they the said he'll be rebooting in the middle of press conferences. Yo, the crazy part is, man. Yo, they need to stop trotting him out there, man. And it seems like at this point they're trying to get Mitch McConnell to just stroke out on national TV and and die. That's not cool. Hey, yo, no matter what your politics stroke, are, he said stroke that's not out, cool, man. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop trotting that man out in front of. Come on, yo, listen. You know why I can't. You know why I can't respect him. Yeah, I, I can't respect him 
I really can't respect Mitch because, and it's not necessarily his politics, which I totally disagree with. But yo, yo, the boy Trump, the boy Trump has said some of the most dastardly and disrespectful things about Mitch and Mitch's wife. Right, and, and because said, of his politics, thanks. he's still and, Joey Chestnut. And Mitch said, and Mitch, and Mitch said, "Thank you, Big Brother. May I have another?" Yeah. Thank That's you, big the brother. thing. May I have That's the thing, yo, about all of those dudes on that side of the, the aisle, like Trump be coming at all of them cats. And if he get out of enough uh, legal trouble to join one of these debates, he going to do it again. He going to disrespect all of them as if they were his worst enemies. And he mess around, get the nomination, then they all got to be, you know, on his jock again. Yo, he been doing I'm that say, I'm gonna say from this, the start. And, and, and I can... I can probably only say this here, not that our listeners will get it, but I know you. Like, yo, I am diametrically opposed to Donald Trump. That, like, nothing that he believes in do I believe in, except for maybe capitalism. Or, yeah. but or at least, or at least nothing that he uh, appears to believe in, because I still don't appears believe, to believe in. Yeah. Trump believes yeah, in all true. this. I think he takes advantage of who he needs to take advantage of to get what he needs yo, and, and these little dumb motherfuckers, you know, still don't yo, realize it. Bull entertain, entertains me so much, and I value my entertainment so much, yo. I like Bull, man. I do, man. <laughs> hey, no, I don't want to be president of Yale. Yo, yo, he said, and your chink, and your chink wife, and she's probably brought the coronavirus, you get there, you know, it's a terrible day. Yo! Ew, he, he literally what he want, said, man. He yo, said, he says whatever he wants. He disrespected McCain on like, yo, he disrespects the military. He disrespects all of these folks that support him. Yo, he treats them like trash. He yeah. treats them like trash. He disrespects all the poor white folks that swear by him and go like commit treason for him. Like, I, I really don't get it, but, hey, man, if you can make people your sons and grandsons while you're disrespecting them, then I do have to show you a level of respect when it comes to that. Like, come on, man. Go ahead and do it. Why not? My, my kind of cat. Go get it. <laughs> All right, man, but y'all know what it is. Before uh, we do get started, we want to remind you that whether you're with us live or not at any time on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that at our website, warroomsports.com, or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. Remember, all of this stuff you can still do even when we leave the air. And I keep reminding y'all, keep reminding y'all, when we say we're leaving the air, that just means you won't be able to catch us live every week on Thursday evenings. Every once in a while when we get a hankering, remember we got a whole platform, we got a whole network. We can pick a show to get on and talk our ish. So this is not the last that you're going to hear from us. This is just the last of the mothership. And and there may be a special The War Room episode when big stuff happens, there might be. But the mothership format of everything Thursday for the last 13 years, you can hear us live or go back and catch us on the archives. That's that's what's going away. I don't feel like talking to y'all niggas every week no more. But <laughs> but we still love y'all though. So yo, there's never an excuse to miss an episode 
of anything we do or anything on the network. Tissue in the tape if you're in the hip-hop, the Broad Street line if you're in the Philly sports, John Appetite if you like to eat, on the couch with the Wilsons if you like to watch TV and movies, whatever you need, man, your fixes in the war rooms. All right, let's get into these hot topics, man. Hot topics are brought to you by my bookie, Degenerates. It's time for you to make some money sports betting over here with us. Bookie.ag. All you got to do, place some money on the biggest games in sports. MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word. I hope you can spell. That'll activate you an offer that'll match 50% of your first deposit up to a stack. So just use that promo code. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Play one and get your bread. That's all there is to it. So we're going to start out with a stat of the week, man. We got to start out with a stat of the week. And no, we're not going to tell you how many seconds Mitch McConnell rebooted in the last two press conferences. That's not what we're here to tell you. We're here to tell you that our Philadelphia fighting fucking Phillies hit a Major League Baseball best 57 home runs in the month of August alone. That is a franchise record, and it is tied for third most home runs by any team in any month since at least 1904. That's probably when they started writing down records. <laughs> I don't know why they said at least 1904. Yeah. I'm going to go with all-time on this. So that's tied for third all-time. Yo, B, your boys have been mashing this month. And a lot of these yeah. games behind early – and then they have, like, some explosive inning where they hit back-to-back-to-back dingers. You know, I went to a game in Washington where we were down 2 nothing going into the top of the eighth. You know, they scored nine runs in the top of the eighth inning. They were just teeing off on Nationals oh. pitching. It was, like, five home runs Yo. in the inning. It's not the first time that, like, they've had five home runs in a game probably, like, four or five times in the last month. Yo. They mashing and they coming together at the right time. I don't want to get too hyped because you know right. they still playing from behind a lot. Pitching is still not all the way where it needs to be, to where they don't have to have these explosive innings. They wouldn't be behind if the pitching was dominant. But there could be another, could be another, you know, long Yo, postseason uh, run. Salute, we'll see. salute, salute, salute to them. Um, you know, if anybody is going to have that type of success. I want it to be my team. But I got a couple questions and a comment. So as a non-baseball aficionado and a non-baseball expert, all I really know is the super and appreciate is the superficial in the sport, which is the hitting, which is, which the, is what they've the done. Splash, the splash play. <laughs> and what I've noticed, so I'm, I'm loving this, but what I'm noticing from afar, and I'm going to use an analogy because I love, I love hitting but, and, and homers and stuff like that, but when it becomes prevalent, it starts to kind of devalue. So the analogy that I will use is, and, and some of y'all know this, and, you know, you can tell by my lovely and amazing wife, I'm an ass man. And so with the invent or advent of the of the Brazilian butt lift and the stuff that you people are putting in your, your, your buttock, and it throws off the hamstring buttock 
uh, tie-in. That's what it's called, the butt hamstring, the glute hamstring tie-in. And so as I'm watching, I'm looking, it becomes less and less impressive. In fact, it starts to actually turn me off. And it's disappointing because as an ass man, I'm like, damn, I don't want to be turned off by one of the things that I find to be the most amazing on a woman's anatomy. So how does that relate to the Phillies hitting 57 homers in August? (laughs) You tell me. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) So I always tune in to baseball hoping that I'm going to see the grand slam, hoping that I'm going to see the homer. But as I'm watching these baseball scores, Yo, I think I turned on the other day and I saw a score and I I I forgot to ask you. I just said no, that's not real. It was like nineteen to two or nineteen. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, the Phillies had a prevalent had a, twenty like years a 12, ago. Twelve nine the other day. <laughs> yeah, like is that real? Like, what's going on in the sport? Are they shortening the parks? Uh, are they putting cork in the bat? Or like what? I don't remember hitting and homers being this prevalent ever in my life as I've seen well, over you, the last five years. You, you do. You, you have. You know, the great home run okay. race of 1998, um, okay. Barry yeah, Bonds yeah. and what he did to break the record. But every time you've seen this, yeah. it's had a backdrop of them niggas is on the juice. I mean, yeah. all I can say now. I, I really can't explain it to you. They're going to try to explain it away with sports science and the players are bigger and stronger and it's natural these days. I'm going to go out on a limb and just say mom. it's 2023. It's undetectable. Mm-hmm. Or they found something undetectable. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. They can't catch that's them just, that's just my. That's just my I don't give up speculation. That's all that is. Well, yeah. nothing no, that I not, heard. Not, not that. But yeah, you know. Yeah, it, it, I've, I've adopted our brother Jimmy's approach to that. If you're going to shoot that, that shit in your veins for my entertainment, I'm cool with that. I don't, you know, yeah, I don't really. It don't bother me. I'm going to get mad at that. I don't care. Danian told us, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So, you know, I ain't tripping. Like Sam said, I'm supposed to get mad at that? Yeah, I'm good You going You're going to destroy your kidneys and liver for my for my amusement. I'm not gonna stop you. I'm, I'm cool with that. And Barry, they didn't even need to detect Barry. They, all you gotta do is look at his jawline. Look at his cap size. Or <laughs> yeah, grew a second he, head. It's like so, his hat size turned that you would think you wouldn't have thought Barry just got bigger. You would have thought he grew locks or something. Like, yo, yo, why is hat so big now? And, I said, Barry, and, and boy had like Barry a ball. He had a ball at the end of the end of head size. Barry at the end of his career looked like Barry's dad at the beginning of his career. Like, <laughs> like, what <laughs> you pop out here to play? Like, what, what's going on? Why are you two sixty five playing baseball? Like, what? Why? Like, what? Well, we know. Well, we know why. We know why. But, um, no, man, the, the homers are going crazy. Shout out to the Phillies. I'm I'm thankful. But just like the hamstring glute tie-in that's getting out of whack, I feel like the home runs are a little out of whack. And I used to always appreciate uh, a well 
defined, bubblicious buttock. Uh, and, and as, you know, BBLs have become more prevalent, it's become harder to appreciate the real. And in certain cases, like, no, you appreciate the real thing even more. But it's like they're everywhere. I feel like home runs are everywhere. Like, I'm looking at these scores, and I'm like, yo, what the hell is going on? Mark McGuire retired. Sammy Sosa is, is a white man now. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it, them days is over. Like, what are we, what are we doing? But, they still dig the long ball, man. That, this is <laughs> that's, true. That's, that's, this is they true. still dig the long ball. And, you know, dudes the always going to do big, what, six what chicks dig. The big bat <laughs> is where it's at. <laughs> shout, out exactly. the, shout out the black that kind of, but go ahead alright so yeah man so yeah shout out to them to them fightings man hopefully they can uh, get it done this season uh, I don't have you know you know for with Philly teams I don't get my hopes up too high cause, no, man, we've, no, lived, we've lived this we know what it is alright but um, our quote of the week um, and this is an interesting quote of the week. We actually have two of them, but this one, I, I'd, I'd call it our main quote of the week, and we even have it in audio form for everybody. So this was our quote of the week. What me the most is that I have to watch the NBA Finals, and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? <laughs> the United States? Don't get me wrong. I I love the U.S. at times, <laughs> but that ain't the world. That is not the world. We are the world. We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on their flag to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA. <laughs> okay, and that was track athlete, track world champion that's the fact that's the reason why he was talking about this um track world champion noah lyles talking about Mm -hmm. i mean and he he specifically i don't know why he just specifically took aim at the nba but this is something b that we've talked about this is a question that we've asked for the whole time that we've had a platform and i think you know out of the three of us um I've been the most outspoken about it because for me, it's 100%. just another example of these pretentious American entitlement and, and, and thinking that their major sports titles are actually world titles. And, and the justification that I've heard about it throughout the years is, well, it's the greatest league in the world. So when they win, it's the world title. I've heard that about, you know, the NBA, I've heard that about uh, baseball with the World Series. I've heard it about the NFL. You know, I've heard it about all American sports pretty much. But a world, in a title in America, you are a world champion. Um, just to refresh the people's memories, have you ever agreed with that or you just didn't care? <laughs> um, no, I've, I've, I've pretty much taken a softer pause a softer stance than you, but my my belief kind of my belief aligns with what you what you believe. I've just been less vocal. I put it that way. Like I get it, I understand, and I do agree in certain instances, particularly basketball, that you do 
you do tend to have some of the best athletes in the world that play, and it is the greatest league in the world or whatever. But I always went deeper than most, you know, people, the, the shut up and dribble crowd always get upset with us um, because I'm like, well, the fact that these leagues are so great and it is 72% African or African-American, well, in a, in a predominantly white country, why? Why? So that's where it leads me. Like I always end up going down a pathway of, you know, all of this great athleticism and the fact that you can slap yourself on the back is just a, 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 a benefit. It's just one of the benefits of antebellum and chattel slavery, which means you were dependent on the African to get here. So it, really the kudos should go abroad anyway. So that's how I always re- reconciled it. But no, I, I get exactly where Noah is coming from, exactly where you're coming from. But I also knew that he was going to get kicked in the teeth for it because he wasn't articulate. And in a soundbite, he didn't have an opportunity to articulate himself or give content. That's actually a so point hit. I was going to make, too, because it was, yeah. you know how it's one of those, you know how you have a situation where, like, if there's two sides to an argument, and I never really believe in there just being two sides to an argument because I'm not a pick them type of person like I'm with them or I'm against them type person that's not me but let's say for argument's sake there's two sides to every argument so I know you've had this before because it's been prevalent in our lives as quote-unquote sports media members that situation where somebody is arguing the kind of same side that you are but you totally want to <laughs> distance yourself from their argument because they sound like an idiot, even though yeah. they agree. Yeah, I just had it the other day. The, the other, I, I, we've we've both had it for you know, especially when we used yeah. to be deep on our uh, social media pages. We used to have it every day. So you've had it the other day, mm-hmm. and listening to this soundbite, I'm having it right now because first of all, he sounded like a noodle in his delivery. Yeah, yeah. He sounded like, he a, he sounded sounded like, like he was doing yeah. shtick. He sounded like he was doing material for a comedy show. He didn't elaborate at all. He sounded like a noodle. So it's one of those things where I agree with him in principle, but he sounded like an idiot in his delivery. Now, that doesn't mean to me, like, to everybody that's coming out, you know, KD has said something to him. Dame Lillard has even said something to him. Like, he's getting a, a lashing on social media from a lot of athletes, especially NBA athletes, because that's the league he decided to pinpoint with his little laughter and, you know, his noodle sounding Mm -hmm. diatribe, but. Sound like he didn't get no games. (laughs) Right. So, so, you know, it's definitely one of those situations where like, yo, I agree with the message. How the message is coming across from the messenger, eh, go, I can go away from that. So it's one of those things where I don't feel the need to defend Isles. But if we're having this conversation, I feel the need to tell y'all that we've been saying the same thing for a very long time. You know what I'm saying? Probably just in a more articulate way, more reasoning, you know, we smart, more we logic. Him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> so. So that is uh, your quote of the week. But, you know, any more bars about that? 
be? I mean, because it's one of those things, like he's pointing at the, like in his argument in particular, because he's pointing at the NBA, like the justification that they're going to make is, well, shoot, the NBA has a whole bunch probably of players from other countries now. Hockey, well, baseball too, but a lot of baseball's foreigners, <laughs> they concentrate from a lot of the same areas, couple, like basketball couple, just has couple, a couple diverse – yeah, basketball is very diverse and, you know, where everybody's coming from. So they're going to be like, hey, the best in the world from those places are coming to this league. So this is why. Yeah, but still, you won the NBA title. You won the the the, the American series, not the World Series. Um, the kids playing more of a World Series than uh, than the major leaguers are even though they stacked the deck on that too to make sure you get a team from the U.S. on one half of the bracket. But at least once you get to the championship of the Little League World Series, it's American team versus a team from the world bracket. So it's like that's more of a a, a World Series than Philadelphia versus Houston. (laughs) Like, come on, man. (laughs) And the fact that we do call these things world championships – even though a lot of other countries' best athletes flock to America to play in these leagues, there's still cats out there who have not come over who can give any of these dudes a run for their money in any of these sports. Shout out to Max Max Schmidt, the German. <laughs> right. Jimmy, I mean, uh, you go over to the, the Japanese leagues and, and baseball, <laughs> huh? Is the major league the greatest? <laughs> like, is the American major mm. league the greatest? I don't know. They might have something to say about that at 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 times. Major, ma- but listen, you have competition major league, for that. Major league soccer wouldn't dare. They wouldn't dare fix their thoughts to say <laughs> right, to something about MLS. world. They, <laughs> they wouldn't world, dare world to champion. WLS it at all. You get right. So you have you have the um, damn. What's the classic call? In baseball that starts before the season, that's actually like world games. Oh, the pen, the pennant, the pennant. No, 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 no. It's the, the some, some maybe the world classic, something like that. I think it's the world classic. And then you know, in basketball and FIFA, you have the World Cup, you have the Olympic Games, you have that, and and other sports as well. So like those are the ones where you can actually call yourself that. But you know, we're America, so we're going pretty much do what we want. If you win championship down uh, 16th in Susquehanna, you can call yourself a world champion if you like. Because true, true. As far as they're concerned, they're the best street ball league in the world. But then the record are gonna say the same thing. So you know, it's it's it's, it's weird, but, but it's a thing. It's weird, but it's a thing. All right, so that is our first quote of the week. Um, Our second quote of the week comes from the NBA, and this one will probably give you, B, even a little more entertainment than the Noah Lyles one did. Quote, I had a lot of fun there. It was a time for me to – it was time for me to go. When I did leave, it was good timing. Obviously, the injury and everything that was going on didn't help, but I think it gave me a chance to really appreciate it. I'll always have love for Philly. People always ask me, like, if you were to get traded again, where would you want it to be? I always say, just Philly. Philly is a second home to me. And in time, you learn and grow as people. 
I don't really have anything bad to say about Philly. It was a crazy situation at the end, but it is what it is. Do you want to even guess who that quote was from? Um, no, but I would like to tell our audience that I would like to smack the shit out of Ben Simmons. (laughs) I just want the audience to know that I would like to smack the shit Benjamin out of Ben Simmons, like, 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 like the time where you reach back, yo, and you swing wholeheartedly. Like, I just want to smack the shit out him and McNabb, definitely McNabb, but, but then use a bitch, and you know. And you're not even the type of player that the city can get behind and love because it really isn't about your talent. It isn't about anything other than the effort you give in Philly. You can go out and actually be trash as a player, but you look like you working to the to your East bone, Snow. working your, your fingers to the bone, and you giving it. Shout your out all. to East Snow. Shout it. out to Kevin Ollie, ugly ass. Shout, <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout out to Tony Rope. Shout out to Tony Roby. Like, mm-hmm. if you go hard, the city will the, love you. And you are the exact opposite of go hard. You are not a go hardian in any sense of the word. You are cat and poo poo. And now, you know. Now look, look at this. I'm I'm gonna have this conversation from a point where, okay. Let me even if I give him the benefit of the doubt about about his words, because you know what? You think about it. As you mature as a human being, he could really go back and say to himself, like, damn, them people really didn't do anything to me. Like, they actually supported me through all of my scariness. You know, they defended me, all of that kind of stuff, up until the point where I started to act like a female dog. And then, like, mm-hmm. I didn't leave them a choice. I, I, I refused to show up. I sat there and took fines. I, I faked an injury, all of this kind of stuff. Like, they really did treat me well in that city, especially in comparison to what their, quote, unquote, reputation is. So I really do have yep. love for that place. Even if I give him the benefit of the doubt and he matured enough to actually say that, dude, don't ever say it out loud. Like, don't ever say it out loud, because at this point, it's a slap in the face to those folks who defended you. And B, you know I was one of them who who wrote it out until the very end. I I ain't going to front. I loved how the team was constructed when dude was running the point at 6'10", and he was playing the defense that he was playing. You know what I'm saying? I didn't care much about dude not taking three-pointers because, you know, I think the league is oversaturated with that anyway. But when you start showing tendencies off. of I being scared of things, I jumped off the and, train and, very and then early. you then then you blamed everybody but yourself when that scariness came to fruition. Then I got a problem with you, especially because I defended you through all the dick and things. So, yo, don't ever say it. I, I don't even know if I was ever. I don't know if I was ever even on the train. But if I was, I got off at the very first stop. I didn't even. There's no way I would. There's no way I knew the train was going to crash as bad as it crashed, and I still got off. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, man, because I wasn't ever going to front on the that, situation. That, that, like, bro got had mm-hmm. game. Bro made the team better. But mm-hmm. bro had mental issues. And, you know, not the kind where so got, you know, got, people were like, well, we got mental issues, and you got to shoot him a break. I ain't talking about those kinds. 
I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the, no. you know, the, the, he had the dog in him, but it wasn't the, the, the male one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and when those type yeah, of issues take over, and then you and then you use then you use be the the real kind of mental issues to make an excuse for your dog mm-hmm. issues. That's when I got a problem with you. <laughs> Yo, homie, homie took dog in him. He bent over and received dog like. <laughs> That's the dog. You, you, yo, home, yo, he's just he. The way I was raised, whether in my household or on the streets or 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 in the cage blacktop where we was hooping, like I just can't relate to him in any way, shape, fashion, or form. I can't. As as hard as I am on Dwight Howard because of his preferences and choices. Like, I don't look down on Dwight Howard the way I look down on this. Because that message, think about it. The messaging and what he just said, it was it was articulate. It was well-written. It shows a certain tone deafness and a lack of understanding of the fan base anyway, which means either you really are that disconnected or your publicist and your people are that disconnected as well. And it's just like, yo, All of the above. we just going to put, we just going to put something out. And I'll for to further that. I don't, he would have to show me that he loves basketball because Dev, I don't believe that he's passionate about the sport. I, know, I don't I, believe, I, I don't believe that at all. Sport. No, I, I believe I he loves the trappings of the sport. He has to fulfill the contract so that there's not a weak or measly buyout offered to him, and then there's a chance that he could re-up and get another contract, it won't be a max deal, but he'll be able to parlay decent play and decent numbers into another nine-figure deal. I was about to say, it's not going to be a max, but I guarantee No, it won't be a max. He's going to hit him with the Derek Coleman where he's going to ball in his contract year. And you're like, damn, he he can do it. And then – He's going to start hating basketball again the way, after he gets the way, the way it's going, the way it's going, the way this money is going, if they don't step in and cut it off, my homie, the Black Panther, the freedom fighter, Jalen Brown, got 304. I promise you, I think his deal, I think Ben Simmons' deal is up in two years, right? It's up in two. He's got two more left on it. He's so. going to ball enough to get $150 million out of somebody. Watch. Watch yeah. what I tell you. That's easy money. He's gonna ball enough. One fifth. <laughs> Kobe say easy money, easy money. <laughs> Shout out to Neil in the chat room. She said BS is full of BS. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's another thing. You know, he's shown some a hole tendencies too. So he could have said all that just to take another shot at at Philly fans as well. <laughs> so that, that's what that could be. Mm. So yeah. Ben Simmons, you you drawing at this point. Um, watch your back. Um, I got some war room trivia for you, B. <laughs> since, you know, we ain't going to sit here for a long time, so I'm going to give you another one good guess on a question. War room trivia. Who is the only player in NBA history to face both the 72-10 and 10 Bulls and the 73-9 and 
Golden State Warriors. Mm. Neil, anybody in the chat room or anybody on the chat, if you know the answer, type it in. Ooh, the only player in NBA history to face both the 72 and 10 Bulls and the 73 and 9 Golden State Warriors. Oh, who you got? Who you got? Would it be Tim? Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, or Vince? No, Vince was gone. Or Vince wasn't. Vince did. When did Vince come in the league? Ninety-eight or ninety-two? Ninety-eight. He wasn't around for the seventy-two. And it wasn't AI. No, AI was gone by the time the, the Warriors. I don't, I don't know. It's my my guess would be either Tim Duncan or Kevin Garnett. So I'm going Tim Duncan. All right. Well, your the name was in your guesses, but it's not the one you went with. Tim Duncan came a year late. Kevin Garnett, who came into the league in '95. 96 season. Wow. He was around in 96, 97 when the Bulls went 72 and 10. And he was in his uh, final season, I believe, with Minnesota. Um, yeah. Either his final or his, or his the one before. But he went to Minnesota in his final. So it was definitely uh, Kevin Garnett. And Neil put Kevin Garnett in the chat room as well. And she said it was her yeah, wild ass guest. And she ended up getting it. So shout out to KG being the, you know, the old head. It was another, like, Kobe missed it as well. Kobe came in 96. So for the 96-97 season, Duncan was 97-98. Vince was 98-99. Um, so Kevin Garnett being there for the 95-96 season, uh, that was the season that the Chicago Bulls went. Shemney two and ten. So shout out to the ticket. He was he he really is a bridge out this piece. <laughs> the ticket really is a bridge, a generational bridge. All right, so uh shout out to him. Uh quick note in NFL news, because I want to ask you B, what the hell are they doing? Earlier in the week, forty nine pick with the number three pick in 2020. Trey Lance, they they gave up a lot to get him. They traded him to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth round pick. The crazy part about this was Jerry Jones didn't tell his head coach. He didn't tell his quote unquote star quarterback. He didn't tell anybody that he was making this move. He just made the move and, you know, because I said so type of thing. What are your thoughts on this? What does it say anything about? Yo, yo let me let me go ahead and get this out of the way because we we can talk about Trey Lance and what he will and won't be. But I'm a, but I'm, a, I'm dead serious, and I want I want I want Cowboys fans and NFL fans in general to hear me when I say this. One of the greatest proponents and supporters of Philadelphia Eagles success has been Jerry Jones. Yo, Jerry doesn't, maybe he doesn't realize it, but Jerry don't want to win a Super Bowl. Not at the expense of his ego. 
he don't want to win a Super Bowl. He does he doesn't. Like because he's got talent he's got a tremendously talented roster. But just these little type of things can fracture a locker room, fracture a quarterback's confidence. It it can, it, it it definitely disrespects and undermines the coach. I I, I can't yeah, believe like how like, the coach I'm not thankful. even privy to trades that the team might end yeah. up making. That's I'm crazy. Thankful. Like I don't think I don't necessarily think you got to tell Dak anything. I don't think I don't think they consulted Carson Wentz when they drafted Dude. And I also think this is like the same type of situation. Like I don't even really think it's disrespect to Dak Prescott that they're getting dude. Like you're looking for a a backup that you think if something happened, this is the NFL and dudes go out all the time that you might be able to groom into something that could be your future. If something happens, Dak falls off to the point where he can't do it anymore. I see it a little differently. I believe that. Why though? Because Trey Lance ain't I think Jerry, I think Jerry, I think Jerry's trying to get ahead of the curve, and based on measurables, running, growing, he has the same measurables of a kid in Chicago, maybe even a little better. He definitely athletically is better than our quarterback, who is allegedly on the precipice of winning an MVP. I think this is Jerry being thinking he's smarter than he is. He couldn't win a spot when he was basically gifted the 49ers starting quarterback job against last Brock, year. Like, Brock, he can't win a Brock Purdy. Not even not Yo, against listen. Brock Purdy. Is is he was going to be the third string, which he is in Dallas right now. But he had like yeah. two quarterbacks in front of him. So it wasn't yeah. like yeah, we're listen, trading I, him just I, I because agree. we're talking to somebody and they're giving us an offer. They're trading him because they like, hey, Yo. if we can get a fourth for him, we can do that instead of cutting his ass. <laughs> you are discounting you are discounting Jerry's ego. And I think it's I think I also believe so I said I said what I said and I said it. He lost the competition to Sam Darnold and Brock Purdy. To Sam Darnold Sam yeah, Sam Darnold third string. He was about to but be gone or glued to the bench. I I believe that Jerry and Dak do not like each other. And I believe that if it's another QB that Jerry has a different type of relationship with, he tells him, he, comp- he he consoles him, he lets him know, listen, it's not this or that. Whether it is or isn't, he, he builds that he builds that bridge to that quarterback. I don't think Jerry likes that, and I don't think Dak likes him because during the negotiations, Jerry Dak wasn't one of those guys that went and sat in Jerry's office. Jerry likes to. Jerry likes to show that he's the big, bad plantation owner and that when all his boys come to talk to him, he takes care of them. He didn't have a problem really paying that money to Dak. He had not really. He well, had a I, I, I'm not going to say he didn't because, remember, Dak got paid way later than most of, most people thought he should have because yeah. Jerry yeah, kept, yeah. you know, he wasn't sure. No, but if, so. but if Dak would have went to him and built that bridge, you've heard the story. They don't necessarily like each other or have a good relationship. I believe that it that deep down inside, Jerry believes he can do something with Trey Lance, and it is an insult to, to that. In, in, in our minds, in the way we see it, it's ridiculous. Like, Trey Lance is boo-boo. Why would you do it? And why would you not tell your coach? Well, I, I promise you 
his measurables fit with the changing of the guard in the type of QB that's running the show in the NFL right now. Yo, they're going to try and develop Trey Lance. I promise you that's what it is. He's a development project. They're yeah, going I mean, to try they don't really him. have a choice, but they're down not the going to up that. Because if you remember, the 49ers traded three first-round picks and a third rounder to Miami in 2021 to move up from uh, mm-hmm. number 12 and get him at number three. I had said 2020 earlier. Excuse me, it's 2021. Um, he's mm-hmm. only 23 years old. He's only had four starts in the NFL before, you know, leaving because of injury. Do you think they're oh, giving up on the kid too early? Or yes, they just see something in camp and practice like, yo, we made a big mistake. Because he only started 17 games at North Dakota State, which is SCS. I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both. I think they did see something. But I also think that Kyle, I think Kyle Shanahan is a QB developer. I don't think that's what he is or what he does. I think, so I'll go here. Or is Brock Purdy really this good? Because I haven't seen it. Like, I'm not saying he's boo-boo, but, you know, I'm so tired of the, if Brock was playing, we would have beat y'all. Like, really? Brock had played, like, seven games before that. Like, are we sure that Brock (laughs) is what they think Brock is? I ain't, wor- I ain't worried about Brock Purdy, but <laughs> I I believe Kyle does not want to develop, and he's not a developer. I'll tell you I'll tell you this much, and I have faith, and I believe, and I know you do too. Get that get that kid get that kid to Andy. Get that oh, kid to Andy. I mean, Give him to Andy. Send me to Andy at forty six. Really? I'll be better than a couple <laughs> of quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> yeah, Andy, that guy. Yeah. Get that boy. <laughs> Get Andy and, and, and every mis and every mistake he makes, Andy will come to the podium and blame himself. Mm-hmm. But the <laughs> thing is, like you said, give give him the Andy. Mm-hmm. Andy, from what he would have shown a, of dude in limited time, Andy trades him and gets like a first or second round pick for him because he, you know, shout out to AJ <laughs> Feely. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> AJ feeling, you feeling it? Andy, right, but, um, Andy Reed, Andy Reed is to QBs what uh, Mike Antoni is to point guards. Yeah, I, I, no, I feel you. He, he definitely is. He make you so. I don't know. Definitely Trey, makes Trey you Lance, look I'm great. I'm thankful. I'm I'm thankful as an Eagles fan. I'm thankful. Good looking, Jerry. Uh, so so those seeds of dissension in your uh, QB room and and with your head coach, but I don't understand it. Outside of blaming on Jerry's ego, he's tripping. Jerry's tripping. We shall see. We shall see. There's some more people out there to be had, though. Um, Jonathan Taylor has requested a trade from the uh, the Indianapolis Colts. They haven't gotten anything done yet, and I think they put them on like the four game pup list right now. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I guess he he caved just like the. Like like Saquon, he went and got his twelve million in his one year deal from the Raiders. So you know everybody who was in that you know in that march on Washington. Excuse me, I mean that that running back Zoom. <laughs> the biggest stars out of that joint, they caving like, all right, man, let me go get this twelve million. And y'all on the y'all on the phone with twelve million is the number. Let me get this twelve. <laughs> y'all, y'all on the, y'all on the line with the dude that set it up. 
Austin yeah. Neckler probably taking calls from the owners like, thank you, bro. We, we're going to take care of you on the back end. Pretty much. All right, so look, man, uh, before we talk about real quick what happened while y'all were on the Grizz Nye, just want to let you know, uh, if you want to call in and speak with us about any of today's topics, you can dial the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That's 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. If you happen to already be listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk, and we'll see you with your hand raised uh, on our switchboard. Um, you can also join us in the By the Hood chat room brought to you by By the Hood University. Yo, if you've always wanted to learn about how you make some money and make your money work for you in real estate, stock market, precious metals, cryptocurrency, and even digital assets such as NFTs, then it's time to go back to school, and that school is By the Hood University. We want all our supporters to create wealth and leave a legacy so War Room Sports we partnered with By the Hood University a long time ago to help you get started on your journey of learning to invest in possible financial freedom. Just go to our website, click on the By the Hood logo at the bottom of our homepage or on our sponsors and partners page. That'll get you started. Use the promo code WRS, all caps, and receive 15% off of every course on the By the Hood site. It's not too late to secure your financial legacy, so do it now. But while y'all were on the grind, it's brought to you by Digital Extreme Tech. Do you or your business need a custom website? From what I've seen in these, in these Internet streets, you do. But for dynamic, professional, and most of all, affordable custom website solutions, you need Digital Extreme Technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. You can get top quality, results-driven websites at incredibly affordable prices. And yes, financing options are available. So visit DigitalExtremeTech.com or call 267-205-4203. And for discounted rates, be sure to tell them, here, bulls at the war room sent me. All right, so... <laughs> It's been a wild week while you guys were on the Grizz Nye. As some of you may know, the Spanish women's national soccer team won the World Cup final. Um, but they didn't have a lot of time to celebrate before the quote-unquote behavior of the country's top soccer official prompted a whole scandal, a whole controversy over misogyny and sexual assault. So I don't know if you've seen it. B, during the ceremony after the team's win, Luis Rubiales, the president of the Royal Spanish Football Federation, forcibly kissed Jennifer Hermoso, who is a, you know, a, a star forward from the squad, on the lips. This is something that he definitely Hermoso did. later described as an impulse-driven, sexist, out-of-place act without any consent on my part. Now, the crazy part about it is if you see the still shots, you wouldn't agree with this, but, you know, still shots can be deceiving at times. You know, in the still shot, she looked like she was enjoying it, <laughs> but you didn't hear that from me. Um, yeah, dude was, uh, as far as she's concerned, she said he was totally out of line. Um, it was out of, pla- out of place. There was no consent. The crazy part, despite a lot of calls for Bull to resign, he's forcefully defended his conduct and insisted that the kiss was consensual. So basically saying, she's lying. So they might have had something going on before that, but the fact that it happened, she's not trying to get herself in trouble. I'm not saying she's lying. I'm just giving some speculation on the other side of things since my man said the kiss was 
completely consensual. And like I said, if you judge by the still shot, I haven't even seen the video. But if you judge by the I'm still gonna shot, go ahead. she I'm had gonna her go arm on, dude. You. Didn't really look that terrible. But you know the I'm world go we're ahead. living I'm, in right now. Uh, the world we live in. I'm going to go ahead and ask you if you would like me to be politically correct or since we four episodes away from the end, it don't even really matter. Do your thing. I mean, <laughs> so based on who he is and the level of love that soccer holds in that part of the world and looking at her and her face, um, I don't think that I don't think that she I don't think that she swings that way, first of all, because, you know, I don't know if you're aware, but it, the, the, the alternative lifestyle isn't as prevalent in soccer as it is in basketball, but it's pretty prevalent. Like a lot of them young ladies, you know, prefer not to have any sausage or meat in the locker room. Um, <laughs> huh, listen, it, 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 after the kids, they went through and looked at his history, and there's a couple of questionable things where he's seen uh, grabbing hold of a, of a, of a chest, um, holding a, a player in a manner that's, you know, could be questioned or questionable. It's really simple. It's really simple. If she says it was uncomfortable and unwarranted, then that's what we got to go with. Like, honestly, that's what we got to go with. That's, that's, what it, that's what it is. Had she said something different, then the world got to be, you know, they listen, how you feel about what two other people are doing, and they cool with it, you got to fall back, no matter what it looks. But she has said that she didn't appreciate it, and it was, you know, a little off. Um, I'm going to roll with her. I mean, I got to I gotta roll with her just, you know, even off look, she don't look like she meant she would be interested in him. She'd probably be interested in his sister, um, but not necessarily interested in, in him. So I, I yo, she so said yo, his was, whole was his whole coaching staff resigned um, after mm-hmm. that because they wanted to distance themselves from him. Um, FIFA mm-hmm. suspended him and barred him from contacting Miss Hermoso. Um, on Monday, they said Spanish prosecutors opened a criminal investigation into his conduct. And later that what? same day, on Monday, his own association called on him to step down immediately. So, and homie was the, like, the, the no. thing is, like, if 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 he did this forcibly and she didn't like it, then it is what it is. On the on the flip side of that, dog. If it wasn't that and she's just playing the game because she doesn't want something to look a certain way, it's crazy how you're going to allow this man's life to get ruined. So I don't know which one it is, but it could be, you know. It could be. It could go either way. It could go either way. No, you're right. You're right. All right. So, uh, yo, the ex-girlfriend of cornerback Eli Apple, NFL cornerback Eli Apple, (laughs) <laughs> Sound like she she a little bit mad at the brother man because she went on social media and offered she has offered to pay the fines for anyone in the NFL who injures Eli Apple. 
Oh. oh, the fury of a woman scorned. <laughs> she has offered money. She has oh. offered to pay the fines, and she's probably she gonna pay him with Eli's money. She she, she pretty much just put a bounty on him. She just put a bounty. Holy on him. hell! <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. So she said, you know, she urged other players to go after her quote unquote baby dad. Targeting the knees and hamstrings. She wrote, if you play against my baby dad this season, please go for the knees. Maybe a hammy. Number 33 for the Dolphins. I'll gladly zell you back any fines. <laughs> so <laughs> players can face up to like a $15,000, $16,000 fine for an illegal blindside block. And a penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct could cost them anywhere, you know, up to $13,261. So they say this ain't the first time that Eli Apple has been involved in controversy in his career. Um, he's oh, fairly no, notorious among NFL fans for game day antics and feuding with other players on social media. Remember, didn't, didn't his mom get involved with something one time? I don't know, but that's the thing. The fact that yeah, he used his mom, to feud his mom, with his other players. That's the crazy. fact that he used to feud yeah, with mom. other players on social media like that, one of these dudes might take her up on that offer. And it ain't going to be for no fine money. It might be for like, so, you know, so what you doing after the game? Like, you know, <laughs> might be something along those lines. Like, you know, I don't need your money, chick, unless it's, you know, some young Thundercat who don't get paid a lot who don't like the dude and go after him. But, yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. But, B, you said something earlier about Jalen Brown and his contract because it's hard to go through any sports show uh, of any substance without bringing that up because it's still crazy. But Jalen Brown played last week in the big three all-star game. Yo. So he's risking all of that $341 million or however much he got paid to play in the the big three all-star game. I know what Bull's about and what he stands for. I I have the utmost respect and appreciation for it, for it because he's putting his money and his body where his mouth is. That sounded interesting. Pause. But <laughs> I I respect it because he supports black business. Now, I don't know if he, you he know, was trying to throw Q. He, supports, he, he definitely was. I don't know. I don't know if he supports black families. We'll have to see. But he supports black business. He supports black entrepreneurship. He supports black economy. And so he was looking to support Ice Cube um, as the league's highest payer and one of his stars, highest paid player and one of his stars by showing, you know, this is what I'm doing with my summer. I'm supporting a black business in the sports industry. So salute to him. I respect it. I got to jump, brother. But uh, Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Continue go, ahead, go do your thing, and uh, we'll be back here next week, um, next two weeks for Same our bittersweet finale. So I holler at you, good bro. All right, so everybody out there, uh, that was pretty much it anyway. I'm gonna tell you what happened this date in sports history, and um, I guess next week, uh. Because I got to skip in a minute, too. I'll let everybody know. Well, I'll tell everybody a quick story right here before this date in sports history. 
Um, and I meant to tell B while he was on the air because I hadn't even told him off the air. So the reason the show was at a special time tonight is because I have to go to a doctor's appointment, <laughs> um, uh, an orthopedic specialist um, I have to see. So yesterday I got off a flight came straight home and you know instead of just going home you know I got to be super dad so I went straight from the airport to my daughter's soccer practice so my whole family is there my son doesn't have any practices yet as a matter of fact his baseball his fall baseball practice is supposed to have started today so I'm out there um we bring everything to the soccer practices because if my son doesn't have anything to do, then we're training on whatever he needs on the sideline. So we're throwing the baseball around. We've, we're doing long toss. Um, he's doing some hitting with the heavy ball since, you know, we're near a soccer field with a bunch of kids. The heavy ball, once he hits that, it's not going to go any farther than five feet. So we don't have to worry about hitting any kids in the head with a baseball. So we did all of that. So once we finished doing that, we just happened to say, all right, let's throw the football around. And B would have, he would have appreciated this because, you know, he always got a shot to take at Donovan McNabb. My son, not a football player, so he's not very good at throwing a football. So he throws me a worm ball, a la Donovan McNabb. Um, it's low. I go down to try to catch it. I try to trap it on the ground. And as I do that, the ball hits my pinky, bends my pinky back. It's weird. It's it's doing this like double jointed type of move going backwards. I don't know if it's broken. I don't know if it's sprained at the time, you know, ligament damage or whatever. So I sit my eyes down for the rest of the night. I'm tired. I feel like I just got home. I just got off a flight. I've been away for five days. I'm too tired. I'm not going to any emergency rooms or anything. I'll do that on Thursday or Friday, you know, whatever it is, it, it'll still be that that day. So I sit down next to my wife. We're over there chilling. Five minutes later, literally five minutes later, my son comes running over holding his thumb. So he went back out because we, like I said, we take all the sports equipment with us. He was out practicing some soccer drills. He fell, tried to break his fall with his hand, bent his thumb sideways. He comes to us, his his thumb is quickly swelling and it is still bent a little bit sideways. So now since he's injured <laughs> and he, you know, I, I like, all right, I got to take him to the emergency room. So we both end up going to the emergency room. Like you can't make this stuff up. You can't write this stuff. Everybody in the emergency room, nurses, doctors, like, wait, really? Both of y'all are here for like the exact same thing, different finger. It was, it was, it was a scene. So the diagnosis came back that, you know, we both just had sprains. The x-rays didn't show. At least his x-ray didn't show a broken bone. We talked to the doctor before the actual x-rays came back. So the x-ray, mine, I only I read it when they on the discharge papers. And it had some funny sounding stuff that sound like I could have a fracture. But the language is amb was ambiguous, so I really don't know. Luckily, I was able to get a follow-up appointment for both of us this evening with a specialist, with the orthopedic specialist. So we're going to go see them, and hopefully we can get better answers on, on what's happening. I got a splint, a metal splint. He got more of a – they had to mold some stuff and made him a, a splint slash cast type thing until his follow-up. 
So we will figure out what's happening with both of our fingers today. I know one thing, he won't be at baseball practice today. He won't be at his baseball training on Saturday. I hope this doesn't put him behind too much because in the world of youth sports that we've talked about on this show, you don't want to fall too far behind. So we'll see what this is, and I will give you guys an update next week. But this date in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. If you guys are tired of reading the same old sports book with the same old lists, rankings, GOAT lists especially, imaginary starting lineups, and all of that subjective information that people pass off as facts, be sure to pick up your copy of Sports. It's an acronym. Spell sports. Spell it with me. S-P-O-R-T-S. Smart people only read the sports. It's a mixture of sports and hip-hop culture that'll keep you on the edge of your seat. It'll keep you laughing. It's the most entertaining sports book and the most well-written sports book you'll probably ever read. Just go to sportsthebook.com, warroomsports.com, or Amazon to get your copy. Just make sure you don't miss the movement. So, August 31st, 1990, baseball outfielders Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr., become the first father and son to play on the same team. That team, of course, was the Seattle Mariners. The pair hit back-to-back singles in the first inning, and they both scored. So shout-out to the Griffey family, <laughs> father and son, for being the first to ever do it. And we'd like to give a big war room salute to this historical moment. Salute. And, of course, with that, we are going to sign off until next time. Uh, like I told you guys, you can uh, listen up during the week because we probably will do two extra short shows um, between this week and next week before we sign off the air for good. Um, I know I, I just saw, actually saw two calls on the line. My bad that we didn't get to get to, get to you. I think one of them was Tobias. Tobias, our bad. I'm sure he just signed on because he probably thought the show was at its regular time. Uh, Blame B and Jimmy if they didn't holler at you in the chat and tell you that the show was coming on at an earlier time. But either way, man, I'd just like to thank all of you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room. Neil held it down by herself tonight on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our group chat, and all the callers who called in to chop it up that I couldn't get to just now. Uh, Tobias, shout out to you. Two more Thursdays left, family. Tune in next week, live right here or on demand as we catch you up on all the sports and entertainment stories of the week. So until then, enjoy the rest of your week, your weekend, and we'll see you right back here next time. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts on worldroomsports.com. Also, make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book at sportsthebook.com warroomsports.com or Amazon. Until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity and be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. Peace.
Let's not doubt. Call it 323 working double 012. They be going and you sensitive, then oh well. Physical podcast, the tough push. Showtime like magic in the block push. Looking alive, push one to join in. Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. Hip hop dollars, pit stop and knowledge. Should be in sports credits, I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef though. Fourth secret, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a chief flow. KC, royalty, I'm in beef mode. Two hours, get your game up. Who's the best in sports cast? You better name us. War Room Sports. War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 